cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Should I introduce this episode? I don't think Do I'm more, I don't think I'm as good as you. Do you want to well, I can try. It would be like my learning steps. You're taking off the training wheels. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Welcome to another week of BS Beats and Battlestar Galactica, where we, Melia and Lisa, take you through Battlestar Galactica week by week. Except not this week, um, because this is a, a bonus week episode. For fun, sexy, <laughs> extra episode. So we're drinking beer and whiskey together because we felt it was appropriate. You. Yeah, Boilermaker for the win. Yes, and we are talking about all the things that we liked, didn't like, just having a chat. Yeah. Having, looking back at the season that was <laughs> and um, having some thoughts. Having some thoughts Definitely. about what worked and what didn't. So we're going to talk about a few... We're going to roll through a few little faves and not faves. And then we're going to talk about themes. Yeah. And then we're going to tell you what we're doing next season. Yeah. Because we are going to do this for another season. We that have was a committed. drum roll. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> didn't commit to the drum roll, did I? That's all right. You only had one hand. It's, it's not it's your true. fault. It's true. I got you mid-sip. <laughs> that sounds interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. We're going to start by talking about characters. And I think we're going to start by talking about our most improved character or someone that we hated at the start but we liked by the end. Do you want to talk first? Sure. I have two and I like is a very strong word. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to... Uh, you don't like like I don't them. like like them. I think I tolerate them now. Mm. Um, you so, abide by them. Yeah, I have two. So mine are Billy and Ty. And so... Can't they, agree with you about Billy. Well, just, I just, just liked can't, his, can't do you know you. me, I'm a big truth to power kind of gal. Like I love people speaking truth to power. Off air, Lisa has already said things. truth to power about drink. I don't know. Four times. Yeah. <laughs> You've also said live your truth quite a lot, which I'm, really? I'm down for. Is yes. that a whiskey? I don't know. You said it to me about three times about that. I watch Kardashians. Yeah. Live your truth. Exactly. <laughs> it's my first reaction. No, because I hate this idea of like, of like, uh, what do they call it? like lowbrow popular yeah. culture? There and we were no talking about thing. that. No, you I just like Battlestar watch Galactica you want to watch. and I like keeping up with the Kardashians. And that's Deal with fine. Yeah. You know what? I watch like Vampire Diaries and the Vampire Academy, like anything with vampires, yes. basically. <laughs> uh, so that's all good. But I really, I didn't hate Ty as much as I hated him at the mm. beginning. By the end, yeah, you really didn't like him. I remember I in the really miniseries, hated you were like him. that guy, and I'm like, no, wait, wait, yeah. wait with him. I wouldn't say I still like him <laughs> now, but I like, I hate him less. And same mm. with Billy, I did like him speaking truth to power. Mm. <laughs> I'll say it again. Let's drink again. Um, <laughs> Call me. But, <laughs> um, but uh, I wouldn't say I like him. Like it's a very yeah. strong word. How about you? Well, it's funny, you know, like I'm in a different position to you because I've watched the show before. And I think um, one of our listeners said that rewatching it, they had this experience and it was true of me. But like, I definitely still hated Bolter at the beginning of this season. I know this is weird because we always like talk about how great he well, is. Well, James Callis is a good friend of ours. Yeah, well, you know, first name basis. <laughs> um, no, we. it's funny because, you know, I hated Bolter most of the first time I watched the show, to be honest. Mm. Um, well, it really like it went up and down for me, you know, like I didn't, there would be times when I'd be like, oh, he's okay. But most of the time I was like, oh, you know, but um this time, I was, like, still in the miniseries. I was still like, oh, Bolter, I don't know if I'm going to be able to deal with this. But I think maybe just watching it with you and, like, 
us talking about it. Um, like, I don't want to be like total echo chamber here, but I feel like from us talking about it, it made me like him more and like watching him more and his scenes more. I think so, sometimes when you yeah. look at something critically, you have a very different perspective. Mm. Um, and I think that that, um, I know that I watch like almost everything more critically now yeah. um but uh you have like an academic bias yeah exactly and you're <laughs> like oh read critically yeah absolutely you're like it's like when we watched the night of and mm. we both came to the same conclusion mm. about what we hated about mm-hmm. it and we don't want to have spoilers no because it's a great it's but a great we've got series thoughts. and so you should watch it BSB's yeah exactly if you see... at gmail.com and we will send you our thoughts on the season yeah. finale of the night of yeah yeah definitely <laughs> but i think it's funny that like back in the day watching that i might not have necessarily thought that through that much mm. and it's the same with bolter like i think we both appreciated um james callis's amazing acting yeah uh and, and he brings like a different so charming he, yeah he brings the charisma and he also brings like a different kind of brings like this levity to mm. the subject matter that I feel like you know it's really hard for science fiction that takes itself really seriously which Battlestar does oh, to be able to have a bit of fun music. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. No Serious. more Mr. Nice Guys. <laughs> yeah, and like I rewatching it with him, like uh, we're going to talk about the rewatching experience versus the new watcher experience later. But I think rewatching it with him is like has made me realize that yeah, I really do love his his character mm. and even though in the miniseries I was like oh god no I don't think I'm gonna be a, uh, I will not enjoy this this again but I actually really did enjoy it and I mean the miniseries is a bit clunky for a number of reasons I think you know people were finding their feet actors were finding their feet in characters and writing like the writing is strong but they've got to cover so much ground so much yeah. table setting of like these are these people and they're here um so I think you know Bolter to come back to it didn't like him in the miniseries. Definitely didn't like him when I watched this show through the first time. But I really enjoyed him throughout season That's one. Good. Yeah. Love, love. What about the reverse? What about someone that you really liked at the beginning, but you kind of didn't like by the end? This is going to be super controversial. Hashtag controversial opinion. Because I know our <laughs> fan base, which is not that big, but the fans that we have, and I know how they feel about it. Uh, and again, hate is a very strong word. Yes. Uh, and hate Displeased. Is- yeah, I think that I was disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm not angry. <laughs> I'm just disappointed um, at President Roslyn. I just feel scared <laughs> to say it because I'm like, there, we just lost. We just lost all of our fan base. It's but- okay. You've got like many more seasons to ride that out there are many copies well, at least your feelings yeah of her yeah and i'm sure out. they have a plan yeah well she didn't just get shot in the chest so. <laughs> you're just missing my my like bad attempts oh at jokes. i do get you oh i get you there are do you many think they have copies a plan? <laughs> anyway um no but i was really disappointed i mean i just i really loved her at the beginning and i still love her don't get me wrong but like the decisions that she made at the end of the season were so crazy in my mind like she was just such an amazing like i just love the way that she like approached things very like but you kind of wish she'd applied some of your academic critical thinking to her reading of the religious text. yeah i yeah. really do <laughs> and it's just like this this kind of way that she's just like obviously she's taking the kamala extract and like she's dying <laughs> you're basically saying she's just chuffed up and she's can't just- be trusted <laughs> yeah Basically, like she is just, yeah, but I, I still really like her, but I just, I just didn't, I guess I didn't expect that character yeah. arc and yeah. me being someone who studies obviously like, like extremist behavior and religious fundamentalism. I Warning was like, bells go off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, can I just say as an, like, just as an aside, um, Tom's like body, what are you doing? Just responding to everything with like hand signals. Pantomime. 
Pantomime. Pantomime. He really wants to be included in this. We'll give him some airtime at some point. <laughs> that's like that's like um, a stretch goal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, it's just funny because uh, I feel like the more whiskey he has, generally, the more he the more jovial he becomes. <laughs> I would definitely agree with that. That's what happened last episode. I think we're you're out of whiskey. I'm almost out of whiskey. He's just cheersing himself. Yeah, now. This is really taking a turn. <laughs> that's the beauty of a boilermaker. Yeah, you can cheers yourself. Who was yours? Well, it's funny because you were saying that like. Um, you like Rosalind throughout and then you kind of were disappointed with her mm-hmm. by the end. Whereas mine is more like, so like you always liked her but didn't like her as much by the end. Mm. Mine was like always disliked but disliked more by the mm. end. And that is like Apollo, Lee, oh. Adama. Oh gosh. Like I didn't start. I'm with you there. Yeah. And look, um, I'm not going to spoil her anything, but spoil her anything. Spoil anything. But, you know, again, there's more seasons. We'll, you know. We'll revisit this type of episode and we'll probably have different feelings and opinions a season from now. Mm-hmm. But first season, Apollo, starts out the season, you know, kind of annoying, kind of dweeby. We refer to him as short, like, poor man's Tom Cruise, and I think that that is still true. Absolutely. But he became more annoying. I feel like he's always more flexing entitled. as well. Yeah. yeah, he is. He's always flexing. And it's very, like, irrelevant. Mm. Um. It just he became more entitled and more annoying the longer the season went on, and by the end of the season, I was like, ah, oh, just not enjoying you at all. Mm. Like the way that he behaved to Starbucks oh in my the God. final was. You I was know, yelling at the television. Yeah. <laughs> I know but you were. actually. <laughs> you were also texting me like, <laughs> oh my God, Apollo, <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> yeah, so I'm. I'm really not. A, I'm not finishing this season being a fan of him mm. at all. Um, did right. you have a favorite episode? You know what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you didn't call this character out at any point earlier. No, because I it's love not him recurring forever. Mm, it's yeah. my bae. Uh, Tom Zarek. No, I love Bastille Day because uh, Bastille Day to westernize that or Americanize it, Australianize it, West Anglo- Anglonize it. I think yeah. that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, Bastille Day. Mate. Uh, <laughs> because I, I, sometimes when you speak in a French accent, we talked about this at the episode, mm. um, but um, I really loved, that was the first kind of exploration of like terrorism mm. and I just love that subject. Down for it. And for I love Zarek and I just, it was the first time where I felt like, and I know in the other episodes previous, there were a lot of like interesting questions that were brought up, but mm. I really felt that that was the first one where I was like, oh yes, this is like so relevant and media and, and everything so mm. and then it was really disappointing mm. immediately after so yeah <laughs> yeah 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 you um it's funny because i feel like we uh yeah this i agree um mm. i i loved bastille day but i also really loved water or 33 like for me also those are a tie episodes. because i think they're both just really well put together mm. they get the pace going they they take a concept and they make it work for one episode mm-hmm. which is really hard to pull off absolutely um, the serialization of you know a, a kind of recurring show um and to give it stakes but i think they both did that really well yeah but i know like both of us have kind of talked about our favorite episodes being earlier in the season mm. and like honestly i thought the two-parter oh, finale absolutely. was great but that's so easy um, like yeah, it's so easy yeah. it's like everyone loves the finale yeah everyone loves like the opener you know 33 it's the first episode yeah. but i think coming off the miniseries it just like ramps up the pace gets you into 33 it 33 is great it's a good actually there was an amazing tweet the other day from this guy matt ford i don't know who he is or what he does i think he's a, a lawyer at, or you know he does criminal justice at the atlantic oh uh and he wrote uh this tweet the other day saying it's less of a news cycle in inverted commas 
these days and more of that BSG episode where the Cylons attack every 33 minutes. Totally. And I saw that and I was like, that is actually perfect. That is exactly <laughs> right. And the fatigue, we're all like the people watching the clock and on we're Battle like, Stars. Oh, like we're so tired. Like, God, no. Oh, Steve Bannon left. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like you can't did. even feel any feelings anymore because you're just like so fatigued exactly. from the whole situation. I just thought that was a perfect tweet. Yeah. We retweeted it on our account um, if you want yes. to follow that guy. It's Good great. on him. I love that. And I love when someone has like a BSG reference like years on. I'm like, I just love popular culture in um, in like politics. I think it's such an amazing, um, I've talked about this a lot. Like I really feel like popular culture is such an amazing way to explain things to Mm -hmm. people. Um, And I know I was thinking, I've been toying with the idea of, um, because I'm really interested in artificial intelligence and the role that it plays in business of the future mm-hmm. and speaking about the need for like people skills mm-hmm. in the future of work mm-hmm. and how like president Rosalind kind of embodies that in the way that she understands how mm. to deal with people. She can play empathy, but she can also play logic. Absolutely. Mm. And like how that's something that maybe artificial intelligence does not have. And I've been wanting to write a BSG thing, but because I haven't seen it all, I don't want to do it yet. You want to show your hand. I know, but like, also... Hey, blah. Exactly. And, just like ruin and then season A, three or four we'll be you. spoiled. And yeah. B, like, I can't really say how the art goes. So mm, That's true. Yeah. What about Ooh. least favorite episode? I think we both we agreed agree on this. We agree on this. <laughs> <laughs> and two. it's not surprising. <laughs> there were two. Remember that dark, dark time where there was episode five and episode six where Starbuck was stranded? Where I was like, Melia, what am I into? Yeah, what did that, you those, do? Those were, Why am I those doing were dark this? times? Yeah. And um, yeah, I have to say, Act of Contrition, You Can't Go Home Again was all, also awful, but well, in the you know grand scheme of Battlestar Galactica Act of Contrition episodes, was the first one? Act of Contrition was worse because that was worse. all of like the Zach Adama sexy scenes that oh, were very off The share video. The super sexy, sexy scenes. Yeah. That with the was, ears? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. That was unpleasant. Yeah, I'm, I'm repressed right that. I, I'm, oh. Yeah. Yeah. That no, was, that was when that. I was questioning everything. It was yes. a dark time. But we got through it. We did. And there were good things. There were, yeah. Not in those, but yeah, there were good things generally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, oh, I was going to mention, like, I'm, I'm sorry because you can't really answer this one, but we were going to talk about, or I was going to talk about something that I liked when I rewatched it that I didn't like the first time. And it's funny that you would say that Ty was the guy that you liked at the end because like watching this, word. like, okay, tolerate. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, I I really enjoy Colonel Ty rewatching this. Like, he's just such a nasty old bastard. Mm. Like, you know, he's, um, he's so grouchy and... I just think he's so well played. Like, I think, yeah, Michael Hogan does a great job. I and think Michael he... Hogan is great. As I told you, he was in um, 12 Monkeys. Yeah. Which yeah. Uh, James Carlos was also in. Oh, yeah. I think and you might have mentioned that. He played such a lovely character in 12 Monkeys. Oh. I didn't and... know he played a lovely character. Wait, yeah. James Carlos did. Or... No, no, no. no, no. Well, James Carlos's character was problematic. No, Colonel Ty. <laughs> yeah, no, he. um, And it was lovely. And I was like, That's oh, really I kind of like Colonel Ty better, but that doesn't logically make sense. No. You're an actor and this is another character. This is a character. different role. This is a different role, but it was. Yeah, it was interesting to see him. Nice. Yeah. I was like, oh. I think he's a really great performer. And I think it must be hard to be in that role where you're constantly overshadowed by like the Adamas, mm. senior and junior. And you're kind of, um, you know, he's, he's a kind of 
man of the military. He's very old school. He's always kind of grouchy and annoying and he kind of exists to be an annoying antagonistic character. Mm. But I really enjoy him a lot more rewatching it and I feel like rewatching it and knowing his journey without being spoilery, just like knowing where... Yeah, like when you rewatch something, you have the ability or the privilege to know where a character's going to go. And mm. I think knowing his character throughout the series has made me enjoy his character in season one a lot more. Mm. Um, so that's fun. But it's like the same... Oh, no, I'm not going to say it again because then we have to drink. Buffy. Season one Buffy, yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody hates season one and Buffy. And I'm just having a sip. Yep. Everyone hates season one Buffy until they uh, rewatch it when they've watched the whole series and then they're like... Oh my god, it's so great! Yeah, yeah. When they, I wish I'd taken a picture of you guys both drinking at the same time. Then maybe I just keep saying. (laughs) Tom's like, I'll oblige. Yeah, I'll pick up my second good time. Oh, we got a themed beer today, and a themed beer. Oh, thank you, Tim. (gasps) (laughs) Sorry, our um, producer, producer Tom, who maybe just spilled beer all over his laptop, which is recording Um, us right now. Hopefully. Yeah, it's we, gonna be fine. We we're going to say the beer we got today was good time, which kind of feels like <laughs> it's a cruel irony now. But um, it you is, know what? When you spill beer on your on your MacBook, it's not a good time. <laughs> 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 so obviously, uh, we've had some boilermakers. We've had some boilermakers. We did have a little bit of fun. a pre-session with some uh, dip and cheese. There were <laughs> things that, you know, needed to be discussed. Producer Tom is really uh, excited whenever it gets included. <laughs> and he, he threw his arms up into the air. It kind of feels like you guys are here right now. <laughs> anyway. I've, I've got a real problem with my hands. <laughs> We've seen that. And, you know, the, the sad part is we have got quite a nice whiskey that we would, you know, also have yeah, last, last week. Starwood whiskey. Shout we out. Boilermaker. And um, Tom has previously had this whiskey when we were out at Boilermaker House but unfortunately for him that time no no sooner than he had bought the whiskey than he <laughs> just gestured to something wildly with his hand and knocked the glass over. I feel over. like this is a curse. I know. Anyway. To which one of our British friends said, <laughs> what was it? Not the precious nectar. <laughs> he goes, you've spilled the nectar, mate. <laughs> Needless to say, this was a late hour of the night slash yeah. early of the morning. But well, right now it's Sunday evening and um, congratulations, uh, yeah. Tom. Good times. Um, but good times was the beer that Tom chose and he was quite excited about it. And so we had Boilermakers which is great. Yes. And thank you, Tom. And hopefully the laptop's not ruined. Although maybe if it is, no one's going to hear this episode anyway. It's insured. It's insured. Uh. That's great. But what about our podcast? <laughs> Obviously the unpaid work that you're doing that is very much front and center. Never goes of- unnoticed. <laughs> as in, we want to make sure you get that podcast out there. <laughs> but while he's cleaning up, Lisa, <laughs> what about you? I know you can't talk about what you like to rewatching it. Mm. Although I know you watched most of the episodes multiple times. I did. Holla. Um, but what do you want to see in season two? Let's look ahead for a minute. Let's look Cast ahead. Cast your mind Cast forward. Cast your mind forward. Um, so, look, I just want Starbuck and Apollo to bang so they'll shut the fuck up. Frack mm-hmm. up. Frack up. Frack up. We have an explicit rating, whatever. I can swear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it over with. Just get it over with. Yeah. Crying out loud because it's definitely going to happen. And, you know, we don't want a Don and Josh situation mm. here for those of you who are West Wing fans. <laughs> God, that was 
drawn out and also not paid off (laughs) (laughs) like what you were saying last week with the payoffs at the end of the season like with the west wing it's like with donna and josh it was like like, spoilers sorry but it's like it goes on and on and then it's such an anticlimax and you're you're like like, oh why um so i just like them to bang and get it over with so apollo can like i don't know feel like a man or something Mm. um uh, so obviously we talked a bit last episode about um, what was in the crib. So What's I, in the crib? So Sorry, I, I assume. <laughs> have you seen Seven? What's in the box? I have seen Seven, he's like but I don't like, remember that box? line. What's in the box? What's in the box? Um, but I do like that movie. I feel like rewatch it actually. Um, but <laughs> glad to inspire that. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think that maybe... There will be babies. Maybe baby. Maybe baby. Um, mm, what else? Uh, what do you have settle any, on? Do you have any Cobol? predictions? Mm-hmm. Um, you think you're going to settle on Cobol? Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? Mm. Get I rid mean, of that, you know, base stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like they blew the, that up. Um, I, well, obviously Boomer's game is up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be interesting. What do you I'm, think's going to happen with Boomer? Well, with I mean. the Boomer on Galactica. Well, obvi, they will float her oh the float is that's from 100 um mm. but they'll obviously kill her you'd mm. think or interrogate <laughs> her first but still she's not gonna last long um i would think that that would settle i love that you are now putting your beer on the bench over there he has to have it out of reach now. yeah um he's learned his lesson yeah mm. uh predictions um i feel like i would like to see less adama Roslin conflict Yes. Uh, it's kind of yeah getting it's tired. Done. It's happened. Yeah. Um, Gaius president, maybe at mm. some point. I think we'll see mm. more of Tom Zarek. Well, I mean, that's what she's Gaius thinking. is president. Maybe. Mm. I mean, I think that he obviously has that way with people. And even though I love Rosalind. What, when he's like talking to himself in the corner and people are like, he's a bit but public facing. Yes. Uh, and there's a real big difference and he loves being the center like we can talk about public figures in australia who are Mm. around that age group who are well known who are very do we we really want to do that we don't want to name names but we want to talk about the fact that there are people you know because australia is quite small and there are definitely people that i know who public facing are like quite like there's a lot of notoriety around them but who within like the inner circle are like oh my god that person sucks I think I know exactly who you're talking about. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss after. But my point <laughs> being is that I think that that's often the case. And yeah. I think that on a public level, like he's very revered. And I think that it could be like a Gaia Sarek thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think President Roslin is awesome, but has been fucking crazy, fracking crazy. Yeah. Um, And <laughs> I, as much as I really think that she's amazing, I just think she needs to get off the drugs, man. <laughs> Like, get clean, get clear. Get clean, get clear. But she, I mean, yeah, like, I I, I just find that so hard to reconcile the mm. kind of religious. With how she's been set up whatever. as well as a character. Yeah, because like she's, she's been so set up to be very pragmatic. And, and I yeah. love that about her. And, and even though, like, the showrunners were like, no, but when, when she, like, had the vision mm. and then the priestess, like, knew it was the same thing, that was her come to Jesus moment, I'm like... Yeah, nah. Like, yeah, I nah. just didn't need that moment. That's very Australian. Yeah, yeah, Australia. Yeah, I didn't need that. You want to know my only, um, my only wish for season two? What's your wish? More gator dancing. 
Oh my god, Please. that is such a good wish. Also, I hope he's gay, but I feel like that's not going to be paid off for a few seasons mm. if he is, because mm. like it was ten early two thousands, mm. and like yeah. But I I hope I hope that's the case because I would love to have my queer community represented. Mm. Represent. I love to have it represented. Lisa in just TV did a hand movement. It was really funny. It was super like, <laughs> white girl hand movement. It was like, yeah, I just yeah. you just did it again, maybe but no one can a, see you doing that. I know, but maybe we should boomerang we'll get it later. A, we'll get a boomerang. We'll get a boomerang. We won't get time to take it. He doesn't know how to boomerang. <laughs> he also can't do things with his hands, so he's banned from well, technology no, for a while. Because he talks <laughs> his hand is just in his head right now. Like I'm so embarrassed that I ruined your summary podcast by spilling beer all over my laptop let's be real this is more like an extra jam so that hey, we could like i think it makes everybody little, feel like they're in the room with yeah, us a little because, a little debrief yeah did you have a favorite cylon i think that we discussed this before the episode and i was well, like i want to have a different you have one no more comments <laughs> i was like well i was like i want to have a different one to melia and then you said yours and i was like damn it that's mine and then, yeah, definitely. Oh, I stole it from you. Oh, you well, like we have the same one. Yeah, no, but that's we fine. Like the same. Because let's be real, Head 6 slash Galactica 6 is the best one. Oh, my God, yeah. She and has the most to say and is the best and has lots of outfits. And it's super hot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but really. No, she's great. I really want to know, like, everything she knows. I also want to know what everybody else's favorite Cylons of season one are. Mm. So if you could, like, tweet us that, we would Do it. fracking At love it. Beards, beats, BSG. Remember, that's beards, not beards. Well, I was, you know, originally <laughs> no, the quote was beers and people keep searching like beers and I'm like, no, beers, like what you drink. But I think also Australian says beers, beers, yeah. same. You're saying yeah. beer, beer, beer. Yeah. Because when I was in America, every time I tried to order a beer, they're like, beer. what? Beer. Because we say it like it's two syllables beer. and it's not. Beer. Wow. Beer. This is a tangent. Shall we continue? Um, yeah. Well, my favorite Cylon, we had the same favorite Cylon. Mm. So that was all the favorites and unfavorites that and I had. And please, like, actually, maybe we'll tweet about this and see what everybody else's yeah, that sounds fun. season yeah. one reflections are, because I would love to know. Um, Particularly if you're, like, re-watching it. Spoiler-free zone, guys. Mm. Don't be a douchebag. No, everyone's but, been so yeah. great. I'm so grateful to work Twitter community, because I've been really honest about the fact that I'm running it and that I don't have spoilers. Mm. And people have been, like, I know they're dying that. to say things. That. But they're like, I'm not going to spoil it for you. And I'm like, I love mm-hmm. you all. Mm-hmm. You're the best. What a great Twitter <laughs> We're community. We're not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Great. So I think that we had promised to discuss some themes. Yes, because we, I think, just didn't talk about that last episode. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the main kind of three that we, we should talk about are um, artificial intelligence and mm. what is human um, and uh, also... Religion, obviously, big theme of Battlestar Galactica. And then because I'm on this podcast, we will talk about terrorism. Why did you just close your book in such a professional manner? Because I have finished with my notes and I'm going to look you in your eyes while I talk. Hey. Surprisingly rare. (laughs) No, because usually we have our laptops out with notes and this Mm. episode we're like, we're just going to have a drink and talk to each other. We're just going to, you know. This is how our, like, this is how we started. Jazz it up. Yeah, You're like a we don't we don't we don't usually like read a script or anything, but we just like have notes. Yeah, and, and I yeah. we don't neither of us have a printer, so that's true. Yeah, we're millennials, but <laughs> the way this podcast started was us having a conversation about popular culture and being mm. like, everyone should be in on this, so that's what we're gonna do now. Mm. 
Well, do you want to start by talking about themes? What well, theme let's would talk you like about artificial about intelligence mm-hmm. because that's really interesting. And I think particularly uh, at this time is a very mm. interesting topic. Um, I just am interested because I love to understand the universes in which we're in. Um, so as, you believe that there's multiple universes? No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, in popular culture there are, but um, generally uh, in the Battlestar Galactic universe, yes. just mm. this idea of what makes a human human. Mm-hmm. And I guess also... Uh, like... I mean, I guess what the rules are within this universe. So, I mean, um, obviously the Cylons are replicated. And I mean, it's quite an interesting thing if you talk about cloning as well, mm-hmm. because like they're all replicated. So they're, it's essentially like if there was a clone of me, would they be human? Well, yeah, of course they would be. And these guys think like they know that they're Cylons, but they at the same time have they love and they hate mm. and they cry and they sweat and all of the things. Um at what point do you become human? Well, it's interesting because we haven't really like, you know, we've done all this work into artificial intelligence. We've done all, we've taken these amazing leaps in robotics and um, cognitive analytics and all these kind of like uh, building blocks of, you know, what could could potentially be eventually like a replica human. But we don't understand consciousness. Mm. We still are so far as a civilization from understanding consciousness and how and where in the, in the brain it occurs. Like we are able to articulate, you know, that it exists in the brain and that, you know, there are certain um, areas that have certain, um, uh, I'm not in psychology, so I'm going to like not say this the most articulate way, but how we make decisions Mm. and articulate information and, um, you know, emote um, and empathize, that all comes from certain parts of the brain. But in terms of a, a literal and a defined consciousness, we still don't know what that is. Not at all. And I do have a degree in psychology, so mm. can say. But we don't. And it's been really interesting as since the rise of computers that we've started to talk about psychology as if our brains are computers and that's mm. absolutely not the case. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so it is an interesting thing or to decide. Or if they're like locked, you know, like we yeah. talk about things like they're like set, whereas mm. like there is research that suggests like, you know, there's a plasticity mm. with how we think about things and but how absolutely. we shape things. And you're not born as a blank slate either. Yeah. And so this is why developmental psychology is really interesting. Mm. And like, without going into anything much, like I had a pretty crazy childhood and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's interesting how that affects mental health over the course of a lifetime. Mm. Um, and so that's why I find developmental psychology really interesting. Um, I don't, subscribe to like Freud and thinking that Mm. you know because I had a bad childhood my life is predetermined but at the same time there is an element of that of plasticity and it's why you can kind of retrain yourself like Mm -hmm. out of bad habits into Mm -hmm. new habits like that kind of stuff exactly um but in terms of consciousness no and I think this mind body dualism that's kind of like oh my god I can't believe we're talking about Descartes but like we're talking about like Descartes and the mind body dualism Mm -hmm. but there I mean as much as I disagree with that and I think that it's probably the foundation of the problem with modern medicine Mm. um I think that there is an element of yeah that that we don't understand yeah And, and psychology definitely hasn't Um, being able to understand that no and I think you know to come back to your point about how popular culture or popular artifacts can help us understand I don't know if we were talking about this on or off air I think we were talking about it on air Um, if you know things 
that we consume artistically can help us understand things about ourselves. Like I think television at the moment, television and films, like we have seen um, an influx of films and content around artificial intelligence. Absolutely. And that's because we're trying to reckon with as a culture what that will mean and how we might um, grapple with that. I don't know if we have had this on air. Hmm. But I Maybe think popular culture, yeah. You know, I think it's important like that we consume things that um, – or that I think we, we create art because it's a response to, you know, how we are trying to understand ourselves and what we think might resonate with how mm. we see the world around us. And then the beauty of art is that other people can see and resonate with that. But it's interesting with Battlestar because, you know, at the moment, yes, we have heaps of content around AI. Like mm. it's like the buzzword of the last two years. Everyone's like, robots got to take our jobs. Um, you know. Couldn't help it. Had to. Had to. But this is like, you know, 10 years earlier. Mm. And um, yes, of course, there was artificial intelligence, you mm. know, development going on then. I, but yeah. I think um, I think it's, it's interesting because the, the questions or the context that artificial intelligence really is framed with in Battlestar is, is really around meaning. And, mm. um, and very much, again, they do it through, we, we'll talk about this through a religious context, but it's really like what makes someone human it's not just the biology. I mean, we see that the Cylons are um, unable, you know, they're trying to um, set up Sharon with mm. Hilo. Yeah. And it's obviously of interest to yeah. them. Um, but we also see that they are, by all means, capable of shame, um, of, you know, fear, of love, mm. um, of many emotions that stem from consciousness which we in a physical setting in the real world have not yet been able to define. And this is the interesting thing. If you think about um, like philosophy Mm. and if you talk about um, like, I mean, what's the argument for someone who doesn't have consciousness, but we still keep them alive. Mm. And so I think that that's, uh, there's an interesting line that's drawn you can bring it in like we can get super heavy on politics and talk about abortion and like when is a person a person but also about um you know disability and like Mm. and or like people who've been in a really bad accident are being Mm. kept alive on life support and i mean these are the conversations you have in philosophy class um but these things are really interesting and so i think that um i love that but i really want to understand the world that's built for us in Battlestar galactica more yeah um i love that sci-fi often asks this question um about artificial intelligence and its place in the world i think that we're not talking about it enough Mm -hmm. uh i think that's really in the powers interest uh to talk about like you know well it's still no real there's no regulatory environment for artificial intelligence so there's no regulatory environment but also like when we're talking about who's going to take our jobs to quote Mm. south park um it's not going to be refugees Mm. it's going to be artificial intelligence um and um i certainly uh fashion my career based on that like both like i mean all of us including producer tom who's still cleaning his keyboard we all are kind of in the kind of creative sort of like we'll have a robot to do that in next year (laughs) i don't know maybe what tom's doing but ask melia us no but but i think that we have kind of geared our careers towards like having those real people skills of like understanding and and yeah, yeah 
And I hate the term soft skills, but I get but, you know, what it's a grouping a term. mechanism. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think that those will be more and more relevant as mm. things go on. Mm. Um, but yeah, but in terms of world building of Battlestar Galactica, like I just I just am really curious to know like what this mainframe is, yeah. if it is actually a thing or not. It really seemed like the six on Caprica knew Starbuck mm. and really mm. had something against Starbuck. Um and likewise, I just kind of wonder if the different boomers on Caprica and Galactica knew each other mm. or not. Mm. Well, mm. there are many copies. There are many copies, but do they know what they're doing? I don't know. Mm. Look, I don't want to be like real smug, like pre-show watcher about it. But You're always things- smug. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> can't fight it um, <laughs> they have a plan they have a plan <laughs> things will things will become think you'll get more shades of gray yeah hopefully yeah. not that terrible movie um i didn't see it the only experience i've had of 50 shades of gray has been when my old housemate who was french bought a copy not knowing what it was at the airport because she wanted yeah i know and she was very young and then we read it aloud to each other when we got drunk which is hilarious maybe we should do a bonus podcast <laughs> of reading 50 shades of gray aloud because it was a very fun it's a very fun thing to do i kind of wish i had a copy <laughs> So I could <laughs> pull it out at parties. <laughs> hey, that's what we do. We go tangen- copies, yeah. tangentially. <laughs> there are many copies. Um, really, there's a lot. Go to an op shop. Yeah, you'll just true. see Twilight there and Fifty are, Shades of Grey. There are so many. Um, what else do we have? We were going to talk about politics. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had um, that and we had... Um, Lisa can't do two things at once, but she would be I after... can, just not after a couple of years. <laughs> do you want another beer, Tom Lisa? Tom gestures are really confusing always. <laughs> I pointed to the beer and asked if you wanted another beer. Oh, okay. Um, I would like some more whiskey, actually, if that's okay. Um, my second thing was religion, which we touched on. We did, yeah, yeah. They... I think, again, like religion, religion to me in the context of this show is in parallel to um, to the AI thing. And in a way, like, um, it comes back to meaning, you know. These various characters, some find meaning through religion, some find meaning through, um, you know, the military structure and, and mm. serving the people and being kind of a, um, you know, a hero, dare I say it. Um, some people find meaning through their relationships. And I think we see what is important and sacred to these characters to an extent, mm. as much as the first season can in this season. But I think religion really, um, it, it comes back to meaning into the AI thing where it's like a lot of the Cylons are inherently religious. Um, yeah. Some overtly religious. Like Absolutely. Um, so what does it mean for them? You know, do they have a religion because they have an ab- they don't have children they don't have direct personal relationships well yeah you know they don't have um the societal community that real real people have like Mm. do they have religion as an alternate meaning device but i mean let's not use the term real people but like the people the humans of cobalt cobalt but originally 12 colonies yeah the 12 colonies do have a religion of their own yep um, which is obviously of the gods. Yeah. Um, I just think that the kind of co- conversation between monotheism and uh, polytheism is really interesting, yeah. um, particularly when uh, in terms of our society, IRL, um, we 
had a lot of polytheistic religions and then monotheism mm. came in. And um, that's kind of interesting to watch that happening in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, religion, it's its super interesting. Um, it, I like the way that it's uh, used as a justification for things. And like, obviously we can like kind of move into terrorism at this point, mm-hmm. but like... Um, Like, I have been thinking a lot this week about, um, like, the stuff that happened in Charlottesville um, and the sort of – the way that everybody thinks that they're right. Mm. Um, And obviously, um, in this war, like, there's a religious element to the way that the Cylons address things in that, like, Mm. oh, well, it's for the greater good. Mm. And so, like, we know this is all part of God's plan. So, like, if Religion is, die, like, you know, a way that people justify their actions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, that's very true today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really love the way they explore that mm-hmm. um, in terms of, like, I mean, the Cylons are kind of religious fundamentalists. But it's not, like, a good or bad thing. It's no. not, like, Cylons, bad, and they're religious. There are lots of religious people mm. in the colonies, in the mm. fleet. There are lots of... Um, there are Cylons that we don't necessarily see be overtly religious. Um, well, I think we we've seen nec- most of them now yeah. be religious, but well, that aren't like necessarily talking about it. Yeah, though. Like yeah. You have like the Sixers that are very well, like sprouting. Darryl, you know, Daryl doesn't really talk about it. No. Um, Boomer only talks about it in the last couple of episodes, and only the one on Caprica. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. Yeah. So I think it's like we see nuances of their, yeah. their experience with religion, even though they are like a very like um, a much more religious species, let's mm. say. Um, and same with the colonies. But we see what I think, you know, to your point, I think what, what we see done well is when we see, yeah, religion as a motivator for um, for belief systems and then actions. Mm. So Zarek, you know, he, he believes, he's a believer, he has a degree of spirituality. It's not in necessarily a religious context, though. No. He believes in himself. Yeah. And he believes in, like, you know, the the failings of the society that he has been brought up in. Mm. Um, and he uses his own beliefs as a weapon yeah. to an extent. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's the thing is, like, uh, and so the conversation that I've been having this week is around um, the Nazi mm. kind of protest in Charlottesville and the Antifa, which is, like, mm. the movement that is sort of coming out against the Nazis, um, which I ideologically align with very well, but I don't necessarily agree that there should be violence attached to that, just like a lot of people who are, um, I guess, like Muslim, agree with the religion of Islam, but don't necessarily agree with Islamic fundamentalists. Although I don't know if I can make that distinction because Islamic fundamentalism is often much more political than religious, but my point being is that um, is that there, whether it's religious or not, um, and Zarek's a good, really good example of that. Like people use that belief system to justify like mm, whatever they want, mm-hmm. and and I, I think Rosalind is doing that to a degree as yep. well of her being like, well, I believe this, and this is like my yeah. visions, and so I'm going to justify my behavior, and I don't agree with her either. Just like I don't agree with the motives of the Antifa being. Hmm violent in response to violence mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that's all really interesting and i'd love to see where that goes mm. i certainly agree that like the way that the show ex- explores terrorism um and 
like separate separatist beliefs mm. um, and, and actually leans in and studies them rather mm. than being like, he's a terrorist, he's a bad person. Yeah. Being able to kind of go, well, there's something in the way that people who believe in these things believe in them and mm. why they make the choices that they do, um, whether that's Rosalind making her choices, whether that's Zarek, you know, Adama has made choices, like when he shut yeah. down the investigation. Like I would say that that's like clearly and mm. clearly a dishonest and um absolutely you know unfair like he's manipulating the system and mm. he has the ability to do that because the system's obviously a bit faulty yeah but he's you know inverted commas like a good guy yeah and but he's doing it for that everybody greater thinks good. that they're a good guy and i think yeah. that that's and everyone uses that to just like his absolutely. beliefs justified his actions and he was like is, you know it was yeah. a witch hunt i'm shutting it down but like is that really any different to like many of the Trump things going on in the u.s having yeah. a witch hunt. And, exactly and that's the thing is that i think the thing to remember and so this is why i'm so against extremist behavior generally and like you know i'm all well and open to people criticizing me for that and like uh, arguing that extremist behavior needs to be met with extremist behavior. But at the end of the day, the people who engage in terrorism always think that they're on the right side. Mm. And what they feel is that they have a lack of power, they have a lack of a voice, and that the only way that they can be a part of the political conversation, moving things forward, is by, you know, being a terrorist. Mm. And whether that's, you know, the uh, separatist movement, like the Basque movement in Spain, whether that's like the anti-colonial movement in um, Algeria, which mm. like we can look back on and say that was really legitimate. Like mm. they were invaded and they had limited power and that's what mm. they did. But I guess you're making a choice as to whether or not you agree that um, that you have the right to do that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think that's the same with state terrorism towards other states uh it's a lot harder to Mm. to get into that but in terms of terrorist behavior i would say most people who are terrorists are very altruistic people who think they're doing the right thing and Mm. i like the way that this show kind of it isn't afraid to show that Mm. i think you know and i'm i'm not an american and i can't make a comment on like the um being an american making pop culture Mm. um but you know i think that there is a reluctance in certainly with with our culture in australia to um to study and and embrace unpopular opinions mm. and look at things that are like going to be contentious because people don't like talking about stuff that can be misconstrued or can be like you're favoring this or you're thinking that um and I think that one thing this show has done well and I think will continue to do is be able to lean into topics that people don't often want to explore in a primetime science fiction yeah. TV show and really, like, ra- grapple with those. And I think That's when good. I like it the most. Yeah, and I think that it's good because it's... Um it's so far removed. Like, I mean, the whole situation, like, you can draw parallels, but, I mean, it's not like they're draw- bringing it into, like, a, a current world situation. No. So it's not like, you know, the West Wing or, like, mm. something like that where they're like, oh, we're kind of in the real world, but we're not in the real mm-hmm. world. Like, we're sort of, but we're still, and I mean, the West Wing did it beautifully in a lot of ways as well. But I like that it's, like, this whole other thing. Like, yeah. we don't know what, They've cut all the corners off everything. It's a different world. Hey, yes. (laughs) But it's like, you know, we can talk about the separatist movement Mm. of... uh, I forgot the name. It's on the tip of my tongue. But where Tom Zarek is from. Uh, Sagittarian. Yeah, Sagittarian. Um, We can talk about the separatist movement. And it's so far removed from us. It's like the Hunger Games. It's like they have their, like, worlds. And it's like, we have no stake in that. That's just how your world is. And and we can still draw from that to, you know, question our own beliefs. Exactly. And I think that when you're looking at it from that perspective where it's not like, oh, we're like, 
it's the Muslims and the right-wing terrorists and the left-wing mm. terrorists. It's just like, oh, this is just this other completely different planet, but how do we feel about this mm-hmm. is a really good thing. And I hope we get more of it. Yeah, totally agree. Mm. Well, I think that's a pretty good place to wrap up. I think what so too. Think? I think that we need to just finish our episode on our conclusions from our poll survey. Yes. Do you want to talk um, about that? Yeah. So overwhelmingly, you want us to do season two, which we... It isn't a surprise. You know what? It's like Boomer looking at the water on the map. It's like we knew that that was going to be how it was, but like we just didn't want to see it because we needed a crash down to be like, oh my God, you found water. Yeah, which is what you guys were. You're our crash down. Um, So we will do season two. Yeah. Um, I'm keen to get into it. Um, As we said previously, we're going to do fortnightly because we just really found it hard to get together Mm. because there's three of us. And we want to be frequent rather than every week we want to be consistent. consistent. Um, Because we get really stressed out when we miss a week and we Mm. don't want to let anybody down. So we're going to do the fortnightly thing. Although we had a little discussion previous to this Mm. off air um, and we were talking about movies with artificial intelligence and Melia was saying one of her favorites is her Mm. and I haven't seen it and so we thought that in the interim before next season as a kind of compromise we would just do do a one-off film one-off film episode and actually I'd quite like to do them Every now and then. Mm. Yeah, in between seasons or maybe like mid-season. There's a lot of amazing films that I'm sure don't get covered on podcasts. So we'd love to do that. So that's our next step. So from now on, we'll be every two weeks. And um, I might do a little another podcast something, something. In, the, in the week in the other weeks <laughs> keep so an ear out for that we will talk about it if, we'll you know. if things materialize yeah. and um in two weeks we'll be back we'll talk about her and then two weeks after that we'll be kicking off season two of battlestar so if you're not down for not listening to us talk about battlestar you're really just a purist you only want to hear us talk about <laughs> bbbsg yeah um then B-B-B. B B B B B. I don't know. There's BSB, a lot of Bs. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Um, that was. Uh-huh. That's all right. And if you haven't seen her, it's a really great opportunity yeah. to watch so the film. So listen to that, or we'll see you in a few weeks. Um, but either way, we'll see you in a fortnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to, you know, chat to us, give us feedback. We love burning questions or ideas. Please leave us a review because that's how that helps us move up on the iTunes charts, mm-hmm. which we love. But also. You know, any feedback, comments, questions. Answer the questions we asked tonight. Yeah. I'd love to hear your answers. And again, you know, the night of, we have opinions. So, we have opinions. Yeah. So if you want to know our opinions us. of the night of, please email us. And if you haven't seen it, maybe go watch it. It's not, Pretty good. you know, sci-fi in space, but it's a really good series. Yeah. Mm. All right. That's it for today. Yeah. Bye. Bye.